With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Katrina, how are you? I'm doing great. Let me see. How's my lighting? You look fabulous. Yeah, you look fabulous. (laughs) Thank you. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, you as well. I'm going to turn this up just a little so I can hear you better. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, I love love back your background. Oh, thanks. This is my uh, little home office area. (laughs) Oh, this is great. TalkShoe has started, so I'm going to get started and do a uh, proper introduction. Now, although you and I, we can see one another now, it's virtual, which I love. When TalkShoe tapes, and you know, it's live and recorded, it will just be a blank screen for the audio. But I love this part where, you know, we get to see one another face to face. So welcome to another edition of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. I am your host, Kamaria T. Richmond, and I am excited. We are talking to Petrina Wisdom, and she is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, wealth mentor, retreat specialist, mompreneur, and I love this creator of the badass, bodacious life movement. So we're going to talk about that. I love that. She is the owner and CEO of Mindful Living Incorporated, the founder and CEO of Hands of Comfort Foundation, and senior marketing director at World Financial Group. So that is a mouthful, a lot for us (laughs) to cover (laughs) in a short period of time. But, um, you know, when we talked a few weeks ago, you shared your story, which I love. I love a great story. And so uh, share with folks um, your journey, you know, how you how you got to become Petrina Wisdom. Yeah, definitely. So my my mission, my brand is the Badass Bodacious Life Movement. And it really all started back in 2009. Because in 2009, I was married, I had three children, two houses, two cars, the whole shebang, right? This beautiful life, traveling, you know, financially doing well, just had created a really amazing life for myself with my my husband. And after about 20 something years of being together, roughly 22 years of being together, 2008, there was the fall of the market, as we all know. And at the time I was living in Las Vegas with my husband. Now I've always been kind of a free spirit entrepreneur. So I was always uh, independent contractors, self-employed in the healing arts and creative arts industries. So speaking, coaching, singing, modeling, Uh, massage therapy, esthetician work. And then at at a certain point, I actually also owned a salon spa. And I came from a background uh, with a mom who had me at a very young age. So she had me at 16 years old, right? So I've always been very independent and uh, have a mind of my own. 
funny enough, never wanted to get married, never wanted to have kids. I always wanted to just be a businesswoman and to travel and to sprinkle my magic and help heal the world, right? So that was pretty much what I was focused on in my work, in my in my uh, sole proprietorship and as an entrepreneur. My husband, on the other hand, he was more corporate America. He came from a background of middle class where he had a mom and a dad, they had degrees, they own homes, right? So when we met, when I was like 15 years old, I was like blown away. I thought he was like the most handsome, the most smart, the most, you know, like amazing person in the world. And we ended up building our life together. So if you fast forward to 2008, my husband was actually in the financial business. He had been introduced to the financial business in 2000. And I actually joined him in business as a supporter. And we built our our, our agency together in the financial industry from 2000 to 2008. And then the fall of the market happens. My husband gets completely rocked by, you know, the, the just everything that was going on. And unfortunately, he had a little bit of his own identity wrapped up in his business, a little bit too much of his identity, so much so that he ended up falling into a depression. And so in 2008, he fell into a depression that lasted on and off for about a year. And then in January of 2009, he woke up one morning put on his suit and tie, grabbed his briefcase, gave me and my three kids at the time a kiss goodbye. He told us he loved us and he walked out the door knowing that he wasn't going to come home. So he ended up going missing for 24 hours. And the next morning I found out my husband had committed suicide. So Mm -hmm. in that moment, life completely changed, right? Whereas previously I got to be this free spirit butterfly hippie chick right? Uh, Entrepreneur, self-employed, you know, kind of go out and heal families uh, or heal people, I should say, and not really have to worry as much about the financial piece. But overnight, the rug got pulled out from under me and everything changed. So I became single mom. Um, I found out the same day that he passed away that I was pregnant with my fourth child. So everything got really real overnight. (laughs) Single mom, head of household, And on top of everything else, I also actually inherited the business that we had built together, the financial business. So in that moment, it was really interesting because not only was I having my experience, but I was I had overnight become a beneficiary of the work that we were doing for other people in the financial business uh, Mm -hmm. in the sense of becoming a beneficiary of life insurance, inheriting the business itself. Uh, and, and just all of the different aspects of that. So there's two choices in that moment, right? If you can imagine, and you know, cause you've gone through some traumatic times as well. And when you're experiencing challenges and life changing pivotal moments, you have two choices. You can either faint and kind of play the victim and woe is me and what am I gonna do? Or there's something that awakens within you this courage, right, that you didn't even know you have. And in that moment, I decided to be a victor over my situation. And somehow, I don't even know how, but somehow I found the strength to not only pick up, you know, as a single mom, take care of my not three, but now four children, right? Um, Take care of the finances, continue my career in entrepreneurship, But I also took over the business, the financial business, which is something I never, ever saw myself doing because I wasn't at all interested Mm -hmm. in finance. But I 
I've always been passionate about transforming people's lives. So that was the, the moment, the defining moment that completely changed my life because moving forward, I knew that I needed to continue to transform and help other people, but really just the way that I was doing it is what changed. So I ended up starting a nonprofit called Hands of Comfort, which you mentioned initially, and that was to support people through emotional distress so that they don't commit suicide. But then from that, from that, from doing that work and, and leading support groups and being out in the community, I realized that there was also another need, and that was for me. <laughs> Sometimes we have a tendency to give, 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 heal, 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 serve, serve, serve. But I, I very soon realized that if my bottom line wasn't taken care of, if I wasn't energetically and financially being compensated as well, that it... Um, I wasn't serving myself, right? So there's this concept that I came up with as a part of my badass bodacious life movement called sacred self-care. And sometimes we're in the, the, the energy of service so much that we disrespect, dishonor, and de devalue our own selves. And so with me doing all of the work in the nonprofit space, it started to feel like I was actually investing more of my time, energy, resources, into the nonprofits and, and not keeping enough for myself. So I ended up pivoting and creating the for-profit leg of my business, which is where Mindful Living was born. And so that was the coaching and speaking and women's retreats and things of that nature, my book, right? So this is how everything was born. So it's very interesting how, how all the weaving happened uh, and there was a total rebirth. The work itself, the mission, the passion, the purpose stayed the same but there was a split off into three different directions on how I would deliver the transformation. That's hands of comfort, my coaching business and the financial. So, Wow. That is, <laughs> I mean, that is amazing. Kudos to you on, you know, on your success. I mean, I can't even imagine how, you know, life changing, um, how life-changing that is in just an instant when you have children and oh, yeah. so and so you're like you're a mompreneur with the badass bodacious life movement you know yeah. leading and teaching and helping and mentoring moms so kind of talk to us about the movement so the movement is all about embracing it's, it's acknowledging embracing and expressing all parts of ourselves so there's this narrative, right? When you're a mom that like you don't do certain things, right? We have these stigmas on what we're supposed to, to be and how we're supposed to act. And for me, I think main, probably because I never really envisioned and fantasized about being a mom and a wife, I never really had that, right? Mm -hmm. But other people would, would try to place their expectations and their model of what a mom should be on me. But again, I'm a free spirit hippie chick. I'm a healer. Like, it's my nature. It's what I do, right? I need to be able to move and, and go as, as I please. So for me, I actually ended up creating a whole new model of uh, parenthood, which is that not only am I a full-time entrepreneur, but I also made a, a decision early on to homeschool my children. So, yes, wow. so before the pandemic, before the stay-at-home order, before the distance learning, I made a decision to actually homeschool my children. 
Why did I do that? I did that so I can have more control of my time, right? I wanted to have control of my time and I also wanted to, 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 um, I wanted to be able to be the main influencer in my children's lives, right? I, I didn't want them to be defined by a school system and to have to fall in line with certain things that may or may not be beneficial for them. Uh, I moved in to California. I live here in San Diego. I moved here in 2013, I believe it was. And when we moved here, we're in North County, San Diego, where it's predominantly non-Black, we'll say. And we had some experiences that made me feel like, okay, in order for me to live here, because this is really what lights me up and makes me feel great living in this area. I love it, right? The environment, the weather, the beach, everything, the well, communities. However, there is an element of one of these things is not like the other, right? <laughs> right. So my way of being able to raise my kids in this beautiful, beautiful environment and benefit from all the abundance and energy and joy and love and excitement and that, that, that California brings, uh, but our, my way of controlling kind of the narrative and the self-talk and the shaping of my children's um, identities and realities was to put them, have them in homeschooling so that I can be the one influencing them and feeding them what I wanted. And so it's really interesting because not only did I raise these really strong, independent, you know, uh, children that are very self-aware where I got to kind of decide what it is that they were focusing on and learning. Um, but at the same time, it also allowed me as a mompreneur to, to the freedom, the time freedom, and to be able to move in the way that I needed to move in order to build my businesses. So um, it, it was a great choice. It was not the easy choice. But sometimes we have to choose the path that's going to lead us to, to the vision that we're looking to achieve. So. And, and that's powerful, Katrina. And can you talk to women about that? Because as you're saying, you know, you have to become the breadwinner, you're homeschooling, you're trying to, you know, carry on a business. Can you give women some tips? And of course, you know, they know they need to come talk to you one on one. But <laughs> you have the um, the six identifying uh principles, you know, for being this uh, bodacious badass or um, so kind of talk to talk to us about that. OK, so first off, um, as far as the becoming a single mom overnight, I have to definitely say that for me, I did have a little bit of a benefit because we were in the financial business. So mm -hmm. we had savings. We had investments, we had life insurance that paid out, even though my husband passed away. So I already had somewhat of a leg up on maybe a lot of other women that may have been in the same exact situation that I have been in, which is part of the reason why I took over the business, right? Because as women, a lot of times we'll pass that responsibility on to our partners, right? Oh, well, my husband handles the finances or you know, he's the breadwinner or whatever it is. That's kind of old school, but it still happens, right? <laughs> Even if we contribute. Um, we don't always want to be a part of the conversation of finance. Uh, fortunately, my husband kind of forced me to be a part of that conversation. And so I had the knowledge of how money worked and I knew what we had available and all of those things. So to me, it was really that education 
that saved my life. Because to be honest, before meeting him and before being a part of the financial business, I was a big time spender. I'm a really good spender, right? I, I like mm-hmm. nice things. <laughs> but knowing that I had that foundational education of finance and knowing how money works, I was able to be a good steward over the money that I inherited when he passed away from the life insurance. So that's the first thing. I think it's very important for women to be financially educated. And even if yeah. we're in relationship, in partnership, sharing finance, we need to be a part of the decision making and a part of the conversation. All right. So that's the first thing. Um, as far as my identifying principles, uh, the six identifying principles of a badass, bodacious mompreneur is one that we move at the speed of inspiration. And I can honestly say that's something I've always done. I will have input from family and friends and, oh, that seems crazy, or maybe you shouldn't do that, right? But that's other people projecting their fears on me. When I know something, I know something. I've always been very spiritual. I've always been connected with source. And when something hits me in my spirit and and this is the direction I feel like I'm supposed to be going in, I move at the speed of inspiration. So that's the first um, identifying factor of a badass, bodacious mompreneur. The second one is that we don't take no for an answer, right? So once I decide that I'm going to do something, I'm going to be resourceful. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm going to figure out exactly how to make it happen, which is what I did. I had no education, experience, or anything of nonprofit or coaching or speaking or any of it. But once I decided that was the transformation that I was here to to share, then I went and figured it out. Uh, Number three is that she's unapologetic about who she is. Now, this is something I had to develop. I think that a lot of us as women growing up, we have uh, body issues, we have worthiness issues, we have abandonment issues. These are just some of the things that I think most of us share, right, on some level. And so I had to actually work through all of those different things, right? Being raised with a single mom, um, being in the modeling industry, oh my gosh, talk about body issues, right? And not feeling worthy and not feeling enough and feeling like I have to do things to be loved, right? Um, So really being unapologetic about who I am, owning my self-worth, that was a huge piece in, in me becoming a badass, bodacious mompreneur. Um, Number four is that fully self-express. A badass mompreneur is fully self-expressed. They speak with confidence. They honor their yes. They honor their no. Uh, There's never a question. We clearly express expectations and communicate. And um, so that's all part of self-expression, right? I get to be a hippie. I get to be a mom. I get to be a businesswoman. I get to be sexy. I get to be all of it, right? without any kind of apology or question. Uh, Number five is that she's playful and sexy. So I truly believe in order to live a badass, bodacious life that you have to have fun, right? So in every moment, whether it's business, whether it's my children, whether it's partnership, I wanna make sure that I'm living easefully and joyfully. And then the last one is that she's making a difference in the world uh, through the contribution of who she be. And so whatever your personal gift is, and it could be something very small. I know that one of my gifts is how people feel when they're in my presence. 
right? I see them. I'm with them fully. I'm listening, right? So there's just something about my energy that when people are in my presence, it somehow heals them. So really owning our power in that way and, and you know, changing the world through the contribution of who we be. So those are the six identifying principles. <laughs> Wow, I love that. I love yeah. that. And talk to us about, you know, about your book, um, you know, Motherhood's Not for Punks. I love that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so Motherhood's about- Not for Punks, it's, the, the, it's a, a badass mom's guide to self-mastery, mindful mothering, and having it all when you do it all. And really, it started off as a personal development book, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I have my six step wisdom system that is incorporated into the book. So it's work workbook style. And when I originally wrote the book, it was, again, something that was led by spirit. I never wanted to write a book. I, I'm not a, a journalist or a writer. You know, I don't spell well. Like it just isn't like my thing. I never dreamed about writing a book. But when I get that intuitive hit from spirit that there's a new way that I need to serve, I always say yes, and I raise up to the challenge. I figure it out, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. with this particular project, it was like the tap, right? Tap, tap, tap. You need to write a book. Tap, tap, tap. Then it was like a push, right? Then it was like a shove. And it was like a total (laughs) smack. And so eventually, I had to literally just create the space in my life to go write the book. So I booked a flight to Costa Rica. I said, okay, I'm going to spend two weeks writing and just see what comes through. I ended up writing the book in a week because it just downloaded from spirit. Yes. And then I came back to the States, sent it to the editor and um, the rest is history. It ends up hitting um, bestseller on Amazon the first day that it came out. And it's just been an incredible experience. But this all started as an extension of all the work that I had done up until that point. It's like, how can I serve more people without me personally having to show up and do the coaching and sit with them in that space? So it was a way for me to get my work out to more people on a grander scale so that we can actually facilitate that healing and transformation. So that's how that came about. (laughs) And now I use it as a tool. Yeah, I use it as a tool because my wisdom system is written into the book. And the wisdom system that I take people through in my coaching or at my retreats or whatever it is, is a W, who are you? Really getting to the root of who you are, not what what people have projected upon you or what you think you are, what you're supposed to be. I is identifying the stories, um, the expectations and other things that are on you that that you want to release, the things that really don't resonate. Uh, And also identifying kind of where they came from, right? We have to know where these things, these ideas came from so that we can shed them and get back to what's real. The S is sacred self-care. So that's uh, taking care of ourselves as if we are uh, a reflection of God, because that's what we are. So that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, really taking care of ourselves, whether it's spa, whether it's meditation, uh, whatever it is, anything that is is something that we're choosing that's going to fill us up and amplify our energy so we can go out and serve more. The D is declaring. So it's really getting clear on your mission, your vision, your purpose for your life, and then declaring that to the world. Like, hey, this is who I am, right? Like, that's the badass, bodacious, let your freak flag fly 
kind of thing, right. right? This is who I am. Love me or leave me, right? Because when you declare who you really are, when you show up 100% as who you are, you're either going to attract or deflect people, right? It becomes a filter and you'll attract more of the people that are meant to be in your life and you will completely, uh, I think it's re reject, reflect, I don't know, uh, everyone else, right? So they'll just fall off. So that's the D. And then the O is organized. So even though I'm very like spiritual, woo-woo, hippie type chick, I also have this element of groundedness that I like to transfer to the women that I work with. And that's being organized. It's having a strategy. It's making sure that we schedule things so that we can get more done, right? And we're more effective and efficient. And then the M in the wisdom system is move into action with accountability and support. So in that sense, a lot of us have these big lofty dreams and ideas that we talk about, but if we haven't put them into a plan, and if we don't have the support, accountability, and associations to move forward, then a lot of times those dreams don't become a reality. So all of that's in the book, as well as when I'm working with people in coaching and retreats, those are the steps that I'm taking them through. Okay. And those, I mean, those, those are powerful steps. And tell us about the retreats. The retreat is called the Pure Abundance Retreat. Mm -hmm. And this came about because when I had my salon spa back in, geez, I think it was like 1998, just from the time that my my healing art side started to come through with the massage therapy, aesthetics works, thing of that nature. Um, I ended up opening a salon spa. And when I went to put together my, my corporation, I called it a woman's retreat. And the reason that it was called a woman's retreat is because I had this vision that one day I would have multiple retreat centers internationally. So this was the first step in creating that vision and moving towards it is that I would have this little salon spa I would create the ambiance and the community and the energy around the idea of a woman's retreat. So it's interesting because that was what I worked under. And then I ended up leaving the salon business. I ended up selling the salon spa, uh, going into business with my husband on the financial side. Uh, and, and really, at some point, I guess I completely forgot that that was the vision and the, and the dream in the first place. But then four years ago, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar and it's called a uh, date with destiny. And while I was there, I reconnected, I guess I'll say, with that original vision. Because at some time, sometimes I think we get so caught up in the doing that we forget why we're doing it, right? So I've gone through this path of like the healing work and the coaching and the speaking and the massage therapy and all these things. And then I look back and I'm like, wait, okay, now I'm, now I'm, you know, serving people in the financial realm, but how did this all happen? Where am I going with this? And I was reminded of that vision of the women's retreat. So what I did is I said, I need to get back on course. I need for all of the work that I'm doing in the world to be leading to the same place. And so the pure abundance retreat is the first uh, or I should say the new iteration of the, 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 the what is it? The uh, women's retreat, excuse me, what did I call it? Yeah, a woman's retreat, the first corporation that I had. And so I'm doing these retreats in Belize every year, Pure Abundance Retreat. 
and it's 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 creating abundance on the mental, the spiritual, emotional, and financial realms. So it's not me just you know serving mm-hmm. up financial or excuse me personal development, but it's working on okay. every level of my women so that they can come back and really create the life that they want to create. And the idea is that every year that I do the retreat in Belize, not only am I creating the community and energy around it. But also financially, the profits that are made from that retreat go towards buying the land and starting to build the first retreat center of many that'll be in different countries. So it's just me taking steps constantly towards the bigger vision. Oh, that is fascinating. And, you know, I love your website. And when I was looking at some of those pictures of beliefs, I was like, oh, my oh God. yeah, it's like to be there right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's amazing how once you're really clear on what it is you're doing and why you're doing it, everything that you need mm-hmm. starts to show up. So the first year that I went to Belize, I had never been there before, but I went there. I was just feeling called to go there, and I was actually supposed to go with my new partner, my new life partner, and uh, we. It was both of our birthdays. So my birthday's in November. His birthday is in December. So we booked this trip to go to Belize. He ends up not being able to go. He had some issues with his passport. So I went anyway, right? Because I'm a badass bodacious mom. And right. that's how I went. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, peace out. See you when I get back. Love you, right? So I go. <laughs> Little did I know that this was going to be the land that called to me to be the first place where we start these retreat centers. And so it's just interesting how it all unfolds when you listen, when you're connected, when you're present, and when you're fearless, in a sense, to, to be able to take steps, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. And how well did this serve me this year, 2020, with this pandemic and all the craziness that's gone on in the world? You know, I'm flexible. I easily pivot. And I think those are all things that make uh, a badass, bodacious life. Nothing, nothing scares me. <laughs> nothing scares me. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you are definitely someone that is purpose driven, but it's not, I mean, it's not just for you. You're also doing it yeah. for others. And so, Absolutely. you know, next few minutes, talk to us about how you've had to pivot for COVID-19. So for me, fortunately, I can say that I didn't have a a whole lot of pivoting to do because I was already an entrepreneur. I did have an office for my financial business in La Jolla down here in California. And, you know, it was a big, beautiful office. I had a lot of overhead, blah, blah, blah. So early on into the COVID pandemic, I realized that this wasn't going to go away quickly. And again, listen to my intuition. And I ended up closing down my office and finding a satellite office that was smaller, closer to my home in North County, right? Cut my expenses by like three grand per month, right? So big deal. And I was like, let me just let this flow over and then we'll see where this goes. So that has worked out beautifully. Downsized my expenses, ended up being, a you know, the stay at home order happened, like I think two weeks after I ended up shutting down my office. So I've been, I had been working from this room here, right, my home office, and uh, now I've been able to, to transition back to being in my smaller satellite office, and it's working out perfectly because everybody else is at home. Uh, we were able to take our financial business 100% virtual. So as a company, we grew by 80% being virtual. My agency alone grew by 60%. So now time wasn't an issue. 
distance to come to my office wasn't an issue. There were no more excuses for why I couldn't sit down and do a financial needs analysis for someone and help them financially. So it's been great because now I can just zoom on into people's living rooms and, you know, sit down and talk to them about finance and put their retirement and get rid of their debt and make sure they're properly insured all through the video call, which has been amazing. I was also already homeschooling. So distance learning didn't matter to me. That was nothing new. So the kids were good as far as that's concerned. I think another thing that's been really positive about the pandemic is that I just get to spend more time at home. I get to spend more time with my family, you know? So it's been awesome. And I love that I've been able to be the solution to a lot of people's problems, right? Because other people who weren't entrepreneurs, who weren't already homeschooling, who didn't have savings, right? When the pandemic hit, it was a big deal that we're getting laid off, right? That lost all their benefits. I got to be the answer to a lot of their problems. And so it's been an absolutely amazing time. I think the biggest challenge I've experienced uh, during the pandemic and just this year period, one was all of the, the, the racial you know, uproar and just everything that was going on there and politics, like that stuff is just energetically, it just really um, disrupts my, my spirit, you know? And, you know, I serve, I serve in whatever way I can, but none of us have the answers to those challenges necessarily. Um, but outside of that, really the only other challenges I've, I've, I've really had to come up against was people who were in fear around continuing and, and coming on the retreat that we're going to be leaving for this weekend in Belize. And um, so there was a lot of energy around that, which I also looked at as a challenge, right? I'm like, okay, this is some spiritual warfare that I need to move through in order to then, um, you know, blossom into my next phase of whatever, right? And then my next phase of abundance or my next phase of creation, so I was able to kind of fight through some of those things, come out, you know, on the other side of it, feeling refreshed. And now me and the ladies who still feel uh, like, hey, this is something we really need to move forward with are going to be getting on a plane to go to Belize on Saturday. So there's we started off with 13 ladies. We're going to actually be moving forward with six this year. Um, okay. And it's huge because to me, it's like we get to be that beacon of light for everyone who's still kind of being controlled and enslaved by fear, fear. I don't want to travel. I don't want to go out of my house. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Well, we got to live. We got to be cautious, but we've got to live our lives. And so I'm really proud and excited that we get to be the example that, hey, listen, we're getting on this plane. We're going to believe we're doing our retreat. We're going to live in a land of a, a world and an energy of abundance. We're not going to restrict ourselves and get into scarcity and fear and allow all of these outside elements and noise to disrupt our life, you know? And to me, that's really what the Pure Abundance Retreat is about. So it's all perfect. It's all happening for me. Wow, that much. is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Have a wonderful time. I will oh, be looking for pictures. <laughs> oh, you will see them. Follow me on Instagram. I will post lots of pictures. I always do when I go, uh, when we're on this retreat, I try to capture as much as the mag of the magic as possible. Um, but there's really no way to, to, to explain it or, you know, share it that is as powerful as just being there. So the land itself is so rich. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, 
Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, right? Hey, I'm going to be doing this for years to come, so no worries. Maybe next year. Yeah, that'll be great. Gosh, you guys have a really wonderful time. And um, I wanted to, to talk to you. I'm going to hold you for a few more minutes just to yeah. talk about mindful living because you yeah. just touched on it, you know, with um, the fear around the pandemic, uh, fear whether it's you, know, you have a job or you have a home or you, you know, what your, your needs being met. Talk to us about that, being mindful about all of that. Well, for me, mindful living is something that we are doing in every moment, right? So mindfulness, being present, being clear. So everything I do, my six step wisdom system is all about being clear, clear on who you are, clear on the messages and the influences that are ruling your life, right? And sometimes, unfortunately, it's your friends and your family, right? People that you grew up with and maybe some of their limiting stories that are actually ruling our choices. Um, so mindful living is is just what it says. It's, it's every single moment taking back control of your life, whether it's the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, but also that financial piece, which is how I ended up getting drawn back to the financial business as part of how I serve is because I think that that we have so many money stories that we haven't worked on so many worthiness uh, issues around money as well. Um, maybe you grew up so it's funny because I grew up with uh, my mom was a spender. And my dad who wasn't in the home, but he was still a part of my life, even though she was single mom was a was a saver like super frugal kind of saver, right? So I had two extremes. And so my money story was all jacked up, right? <laughs> my money story was all jacked up. And so um, part of being mindful, it, it trickles into every single part of your life, whether it's relationship, right. your parenting, um, how you treat yourself, how you show up in your career, how you uh, respect money or disrespect money. Um, so, I mean, really, literally, my message is my message is my message. It doesn't matter if I'm dancing, singing, right? I was a professional singer for a long time, uh, speaking, coaching, doing retreats, doing financial planning. The message and the transformation is always the same. So, it's the mindfulness. Yes, and I love your, your TEDx talk, which I, you know, posted today because you have an incredible voice. And tell us, how did, the, how did the TED Talk come about? You know what? Again, once you decide that you want to make a difference in a certain way, like as soon as I got clear on th that I wanted to serve and I let mm -hmm. go of the how, like I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I, I, know, I didn't even know coaching was a thing. I didn't know you could actually make a career of speaking. I had heard of TEDx, but I didn't really understand the, the um, bigness the grandness of TEDx, but I ended up getting a phone call. You know, I just, I ask good questions to myself and I ask good questions of the universe, God's spirit, you know, well, how can I be of more service? How can I help, you know, more? How can I serve more? How can I be more? How can I inspire more? And I get a freaking call from TEDx. Like normally you have to put in an application and it's a whole process and, yeah, that didn't happen for me. I attracted that opportunity. And when I attracted it, I was very scared. I didn't know because I'm like, uh, 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 me? Like, I don't know. 
But I said, yes, just like writing the book. I didn't plan on doing that. Didn't know where to start. Didn't know what to do. But I said, yes. Um, with TEDx, I said, yes. And then I was like, oh, crap. Like, how am I going to pull this off? So move into action with accountability and support. I reached out to the community of friends that I had and I got help and I got feedback. And what came of that was freaking magical. It turned into not only just a talk, but a spoken word and a little bit of song and, and it grabs people by the heart. And, you know, I wasn't even meant to be like one of the main TEDx speakers. I think my piece was like three minutes long, right? And most TEDx's are five, six minutes long. So I attribute everything to spirit and intuition and being connected and being mindful and being open and being courageous and just being a badass. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Thank yes. you, Katrina. And let folks know, any last words for us, and let folks know how they can reach you online, social media, yeah. and all of that. Yes, definitely. So my last words are my, my one favorite quote of mine, which is just uh, get back in the driver's seat of your life, right? Stop living by default, get back in the driver's seat of your life. We all have areas of our life that maybe we feel are a little bit beyond our control. It's not true. It's an illusion. We can actually snatch back the control at any time uh, by being connected, right? And being present. So that would be the final words is really just decide what you want, know who you are, express that, embrace that unapologetically and go out there and do what you're here to do because time is short. We don't, we don't have a lot of it, right? It's the greatest resource. Um, as far as where they can connect with me, all over social media, Katrina Wisdom, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. I'm very consistent. And then I also have my website, patrinawisdom.com. Or if you're interested in learning more about the retreat, you can go to pureabundanceretreat.com. Or I think it might be the pureabundanceretreat.com. Uh, but yeah, that's it. YouTube. I'm all over. I'm very easily found, which frightens my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. It's great. And it's and it's consistent, which is great. So and, you know, and I've, I've posted yeah. it, of course, on social media yeah. for the show so people can reach out to you. And I'm going to snap a picture of us. So if you just hey. smile and look pretty, <laughs> I am going to do a quick picture uh one of my guests suggested this and i was like oh I wow fabulous you look fabulous okay so you just smile let me just move the camera down a little bit okay so you smile and i smile all righty i'm gonna take awesome. a look at it I don't know if you can see it a little bit. No, that's but. okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I will post that of us. So thank you so much, Katrina, for doing this. I was looking forward to it. And so thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, you've just um, said and done some things that are really just, you know, ask how you can serve and the universe just opens up for you. And I think that is really really critical just ask how you can serve and the answer will will appear so thank yeah, you be clear on the outcome be clear on yes. the outcome for sure getting clear thank you so, so much for you. having me i appreciate it 
Yeah, so Talk Shoe is live and recorded. As soon as uh, we're done, it will upload. And once it's uploaded, I'll post it on social media. And I mean, have a wonderful time this weekend. I can't, I can't wait. wait. Yeah, I can't wait to, to see it. So yeah. I definitely want to come back, you know, to talk about whatever you're doing, whenever you're doing it. So open invitation. So thank you, awesome. Petrina Wisdom, for a fabulous evening. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. And uh, I will chat with you uh, next week on TalkShoe. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Yes. Let's see here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.